Hi everyone, I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you are listening to Wine... Why Not? A Queer Podcast. Episode 7, The Wine Awakens. <laughs> uh, for those who are uh, listening week to week and keeping up on our Star Wars references, uh, this is our J.J. Abrams reboot, and uh, it will be our best show ever. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what we say at episode 10. I think we have to, like I said, I think we said this last week, we had to switch to Fast and Furious and yes. comparisons. Ah, uh, calm down. You're too fast and too furious. <laughs> I always feel like right before we go on, um, one of us says something that cracks me up, and I'm just like, I feel like it's like I'm laughing when it starts, <laughs> and it's weird because it reminds me of like... Um, of of those pictures of women eating salad and laughing, <laughs> like like the like it just pops up and I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey everybody, like oh you caught me eating a salad. I am unfamiliar with these memes. You send me some, yes? Are you serious? You've I've never ne seen this. I don't know what you're talking this, about. It is. I, I refuse to believe that. It's impossible that you've never seen this pictures of women eating salad like it's no. the best day of their life. The the only meme I have seen that involved a salad was the lady saying, not in front of my salad, which apparently came from a very popular pornography film uh, well, I where need... the lady was eating her salad and the two gentlemen uh, started to uh, engage in uh, coitus in front of her and she said, not in front of my salad. I'm sorry, but it's so funny to me. You must think I'm insane if you've never seen one of these memes and I'm like, oh, it's like women eating salad. <laughs> you must be like, what the hell is he talking about? Women eating salads is hilarious. Oh, all right. Oh, gosh, I'm actually teared up on that one. Oh, all right, I'm going to need you to look that up real quick. I'm going to okay. say something and you look up just one picture of women eating salad. Well, I tell everybody that um, you know throughout this we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of different things and we're gonna give our opinions on stuff and we may say something that is not true. If you feel the need to correct us and you can't do it right now because you don't have our cell phone numbers and tell us that that was wrong, feel free, please, to email us at wwn at watermarkonline.com. Uh, that's short for wine, why not at watermarkonline.com. Uh, and uh, let us know uh, what you think of the show, how we're doing, things you want us to talk about, or, you know, correct us when we're wrong. Like somebody told us recently, I called somebody a, a wrestler who was a boxer, um, but they didn't email us, so I can't tell what that person's name was or, or anything. I just know I said that, and it was wrong. So we like to correct ourselves when we yes. make mistakes. So um, Also, drop us, a, drop us an email with your favorite Mandy Patinkin story. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to have to start like a VIP club for like, well, once we get listeners, then we can uh, get like. In the note, in, in, the, in the biz, they call it a Patreon. Oh, <laughs> we're going to we... start a Patreon. You'll find our Mandy Patinkin stories on our Patreon. That, that's be and you all don't know this, but we had a long conversation about Mandy Patinkin <laughs> right before the show started, which is why I was laughing. Uh, do you, are you on TikTok? Um, no, I don't. And it's not because I work for the government. It's just because I'm too old. Oh. Mandy Patinkin has a TikTok, and it is hilarious. I follow it. His son runs it, and it's him asking his parents uh, questions uh, of stuff they don't understand. Okay, so I did see um, Mandy Patinkin, a TikTok video from Mandy Patinkin, and it was not funny. It was Sad. I was crying. Yes, it there was... is. There, it's it's that one-two punch of here's some humor, here's some emotion. You know what it was? It was of the. Um, it, it, it was something about uh, a woman who's who mm -hmm. lost her father, 
and her connection to the character and the Princess Bride meant a lot. And she made a video about what it meant. And so Mandy Patinkin saw this video and then they made a video of him calling her and she was like floored. And yeah. it was it was really awesome. It's really what took his TikTok off. <laughs> he, was, he was slumming it with only a couple of thousand TikTok followers. But once that came out, that I mean, he's up over a hundred now. <laughs> I feel like you're, I mean, Princess Bride was like a century ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so long. Um, I have. I feel like there's this thing that happens. I don't know what age it is. I think I might know what age it is. It might be 48 years old. And once you hit 48 years old, your your ability to work technology starts to disappear. Yeah, and yeah. drastically so. So I am. I'm probably not on TikTok because I I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do. It. Like I end up watching. Um, I got like my TikTok for like a day was nothing but videos and languages I don't speak and I don't understand. Yeah, you know what's very um, uh, just a kick to the nuts is when you're in your 40s, such as we are, and you're on TikTok and you're like, "This is so confusing. I'm not even going to try making videos. I'm just going to scroll." And you come across uh, TikTok users who are in their 70s and 80s, and they've got millions of followers, and they're like doing TikTok dances and shit. And it's like, ah, I'm just lazy. Is what it is. It's not that we're 40s. It's no, that we're lazy. No, you're in that. You're in the dead zone of technology. When you get to be 60, you get to reinvent yourself, and all of a sudden, <laughs> technology's a thing again. And you're like, hey, uh, I can do this. I can't wait to make it to 60. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell by you the what way, it, I'm looking at a bunch of photos of ladies eating salad, and I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is going on. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I've never had that salad. Why are they all so creepy happy? It's like uh, Children of the Corn looking. The dead eyes and big smiles on their faces. I gotta, I gotta close this. <laughs> That's weird. All right. So now you understand what I was talking about. Yeah. But you were, you were talking about kicked in the nuts about getting old. You know, I was watching this show, um, Blue Bloods. It's one of those things that I'm, it's one of my guilty pleasures. If you listen to this show regularly, what you'll understand is I watch almost everything on CBS. Yeah, I don't know why, but I do. And so my Saturday morning ritual is I wake up, grab my coffee, watch Blue Bloods. And there's a character on there that was describing um, this, this, this villain of the show. And she says, he's an old guy. He was 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I could be that old guy's wow. father. Wow. Talking down to the CBS audience. Oh. Nobody... Watching CBS is under thirty. I know there was a you know there was an employee that used to work at Watermark and um, she she and I were the only two people I know that religiously watch uh, CBS shows and I think it's funny. Yeah. Well, anyway, Jeremy, how yeah. was your week? Uh, it was and it, not a very eventful week. There were a couple of good things that happened, but all in all, it was very uneventful. I um, played a new video game. Um, I played the Quarry. Uh, which is uh, like uh, one of those choose-your-own-adventure type games. Uh, it's got a bunch of celebrities in it, and it's a horror video game. And then you get like... Um, is it about rocks? No. It's a different it's, kind of quarry? It's a... Uh, uh, Isn't that uh, the place where they sell rocks? It's, a, it's quarry? Well, like a mines, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But it's a, a, a summer camp that is near a quarry. Ah. Um, so they go to camp at this place called um, Harriet's Quarry, I think is what it's called. I think the last name is Harriet. Uh, and it's a werewolf story. And it's you, mm. you make the decisions for the characters, and there is, uh, you can kind of make them, to create the emotions of the characters. So you can make some of them gay. <laughs> like, 
just like the Republicans think we make ourselves gay. <laughs> just like we hope this podcast is doing. <laughs> uh, but you can kind of determine if the characters um, are attracted to certain characters. And, and I made uh, the gay people, the two gay guys, um, romantically involved. And they were very cute and, um, you know, flirting with each other. And then I got one killed. So then I replayed the game and I saved him, but I got the other one killed. So it was, I just killing gays all week. It was very sad. Did you ever have as a kid, um, is it a Tamagotchi? Yes. Did you kill those two? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 pretty much all of us, because I have a couple of brothers and a sister who are around my age and we've all had Tamagotchis and at various points, um, at least me and my sister did. I think my brothers had some. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would, I, I don't know how you're supposed to keep anything alive. <laughs> I barely keep myself alive. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, uh, infuriating and I just, I, I suck. I, you, you know, you watch a, like a, a slasher film and you're like, ah, they're, they're being stupid. And if I was there, I'd be able to, you know, make the right choices and I'd survive. Well, I apparently wouldn't. I'm the idiot who runs into the cabin. Um, but anyway, I kept getting the gays killed. I kept getting everyone killed. Um, and then, uh, so I just gave up. Do you, did you ever play Silent Hill? Yes. It's not a very gay thing. It's not very crazy. I don't spend too much time on it. But um, this is why I, because you said you sucked at this game. And this is why I don't play video games. I played Silent Hill, the first version. And it was, I mean, it was stunning. It's the first time that I ever put a video game on. At like, I wasn't, it wasn't a thing for me, video games. But this one came in and we're like, oh, it's like a story. It'll be fun. So we put in at 11 in the afternoon and started playing. <clears throat> played it until midnight. And only got up from the couch to go to the door to get the food that we had delivered. Like this, it was insane. And we just sat there on the couch, and it was this incredible story. And it was scary, and all the lights were out, and we jump when when things jumped out. It was just really incredible. So then, I guess there were a couple more versions, and I think Silent Hill Four came out on PlayStation Four. Um, I might be making all this up. But I so I bought the PlayStation and I bought the chairs that vibrate and sound comes out of and it was this whole thing and I'm like we're gonna play this is gonna be awesome, and it starts off on a subway. I couldn't get off the subway car. Hours I couldn't get off the subway car. I didn't understand what I, I and I have never played a video game since. Oh, that's that's sad. You should you need to buckle down. You need to get back on that PS4. And you need to get off that subway car. It's holding you back. <laughs> it could be. It, it could, it be, could be the answer to all of my problems. You need a, a coffee mug that says, I need to get off the subway car. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I played that. Um, we, uh, we had a couple of parties. Watermark parties this past week that we went to. We for did. For our Wave Awards. The Watermark Awards for Variety and Excellence. That they uh, are. We... we we do this. It's it's Watermark's best of that is voted by our readers. It happens in in stages. And so the first day, the first work day of the year, we put out a survey and we let all of our readers decide who their favorites. We don't really best of isn't a good way to describe it. It's favorites, right? So it's yeah. who's your favorite. Uh, what's your, who's, who's your favorite performer? What's your favorite restaurant? Yeah, who's your favorite activist? Your favorite politician? There's 60 categories. Yeah, all kinds of things. And so what we do with that is um, it's a free form. Write in whatever you want. Bart Simpson, favorite activist, whatever you want to put in. It's fine. Oh, you know, and they write in everything. They do. And, and, and you'd be amazed at some of the things we they We could write do in. a whole hour show on this 
I won't say that. On the crazy things people Ridiculous say. Ridiculous answers that people put. Yeah, favorite restaurant. Wish there was one. <laughs> okay, grumpy. Uh, <laughs> you're so witty, we should have you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so so we take the, the top five in each category and we put it up for you know the final round of voting. And then from that, the top three make it into the paper and we yes. give awards. And we have a show. Uh, people come pick up the awards. It's a step and repeat. It's a big to-do. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's just a great, a great time to celebrate uh, what's good about our community you know, locally. And uh, I, I love it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So we had those parties. We did the Orlando one on Thursday at the Renaissance Theater. And we did the Tampa one or Tampa Bay one at uh, Metro Inclusive Health in Tampa on Friday. We did. You know, and and I think, well, they were both very successful. Yes. I want to say. You know, but I want to talk about, like, the amount of people who came to the the one in Tampa was more than we've ever had. It was crazy. And we gauged this by the food, right? Within, I mean, right off the bat, when the doors opened, there were 30 people, you know, in, in the room immediately. And that was a sign that's like, oh, this is going to be pretty crowded. Food was gone within an hour. So yeah. it was a... It, yeah, yeah. I got there, worked the table, got a drink, went to get some brown. They had brownies for dessert. All the dessert's gone. I came back. I complained to you for two minutes. Was like, I'll go back for cheese. Went back. All the food was gone. It was... Say it was popular. It was popular, but... It was popular, but and the food was good. I hope they enjoyed the brownies, because I didn't get one. I want to, you know, I'll point out, it's one of those moments, right? I, I would I say this um, before um, I get into the other things about my week, but I just, I like to be honest, and I like to live in the moments, and say that last week was probably one of the worst weeks in my 21-year history of, of Watermark. For me, it's just, it was one of those things where, where like, if anything could go wrong, it was going wrong. Systems being down, having a lot of things to do, uh, just getting behind and stuff and, and feeling a lot of pressure. So it was all kind of crazy. But then there's this moment when you just you go to an event like this and you sit back and you see everybody celebrating and having a good time and all of the good that's in our community. And, and I just one thing I wanted to point out is it was uh, – let me just look up his name real quick. We, had a, we do a show and there's entertainment and – uh, for the first time since we've done the Wave Awards, we had a drag king category, and um, you know, and so we had in both areas the winner of the drag king category performed at the Wave Awards. So locally, it was Axel Andrews mm-hmm. in Orlando, mm-hmm. who is a gem. He is uh. super talented, fabulous to watch. But you know, the nicest oh my god, guy. I was just gonna say that it's you meet a lot of entertainers, and not that they're all you know, not friendly people, but they, you know, they, they come in, they entertain. They're like, Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Or, you know, this was fun. Um, Axel (coughs) was so gracious. And after the show was like, if you ever need anything or we should collab on this or do that. And just was so gracious. And so, um, uh, uh, above, uh, I mean, just the nicest guy. Um, And I think that the, there's a formula there at which, you know, he might have every reason not to be, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, he's he's um, uh, super popular. He's yep. he's got a lot of followers on Instagram. You should follow him. He's a good looking guy. He's, he's very good attractive. Look, any, yeah, anybody with eyes can tell that he's 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 good looking. Um, he's he's talented. He's talented. He's he popular. Popular in the bar scene. All he of that. could easily be Regina King from Mean Girls. Yeah, 
but he is he is genuinely such a nice person. Yeah. So anyway, it was good it was good to, to have that opportunity for him to to perform. Uh, and then in in um, I just looked it up and now my phone went. I gotta look it up again. Apollo Infinity mm-hmm. uh, performed um, in in the at the Tampa party, and it was just so. It was awesome to see, you know, because it was the first time that 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 a drag king performed there at the at the party in Tampa, and it was just so well received, and people were excited, and he he had brought his his friends to come and see it, and it just for some reason watching that performance just made me feel so much better about life and what we're doing with Watermark that I just uh, it gave me all the feels, as the kids say. Well, do they, then, uh, do they still say that? They sure, sure. I don't, I don't know any kids. Um, <laughs> Keep, uh, Despite what people <laughs> think we're doing by yeah. grooming kids, we don't know any. Um, I, I don't know them. I just groom them. Um, keep an eye out on Watermark then, because I think that we might be uh, doing an in-depth look at drag queens or drag kings coming up here shortly. Oh, good. So, um, yeah, yeah, they both well, great I know too that you yeah. could that you could talk to. And uh, I think that there is, um, and uh, you know, nothing. Um, not that they shouldn't get the attention, but there's so much attention put on drag queens. Uh, in the community that a lot of times drag kings don't get um, uh, the spotlight a lot. So uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a good idea uh, to shine that spotlight on Absolutely, and it was a long time coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I do want to point out um, um, Adriana Sparkle um, was the host of the Tampa party, and she was fabulous. Yeah. She also super nice, super talented. I just... Uh, I don't know. I just really I love our community. It's moments like that where right, where people just come together to celebrate and share their art and it's it's effing amazing. Yeah. Speaking it, of sharing art, what did you do this past week? You do anything uh artistic of your own right? <laughs> no, I don't think I did. No? I don't know. I feel like You don't have a Picasso on your left hand? I was oh yeah. I was like <laughs> I was like, I feel like you're, you're 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 setting me up, and then I thought, oh, you're like lobbing me a softball question, and I'm oh. messing it up, and then I thought, oh, I get softball? it. Softball, go know, on, I, tell me more. So I, I play I play softball at the Suncoast Softball League out of Tampa, and um, I mean, I love it. I think I talked about playing softball because there was a tournament a couple of weeks ago, so before I had talked about it, but I really, I just really enjoy it. I was so looking forward to. To, to Sunday because it was all the parties were gone, all the all the stress not gone. But I was like, you know, when I go to play softball, all the, everything else is is gone out of my mind. It, it, it's like how some people describe going to a movie or a show where they just sit there and it takes them out of their reality for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a Sunco softball league. They always play two games. So you have a doubleheader. That's what they call it. Um, for those that don't that don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they know what a doubleheader is. Hey, I've seen that video. Um, so, so it was, it was, and he left. I know. I was like, there goes the, there goes the engineer. He just walked out. Um, so it, it was, it, it, it's fun. It's a good time. Um, the, my team, uh, it's called. I hit that. They're just hilarious. They're 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 hilarious and they're nice and we have a good time. You know, um, we when. I, sometimes I think when we're when we're losing bad, it gets like sometimes some people get a little annoyed uh, at that. But for the most part, there's never there's no one's yelling at at anybody. We're just you, you, you lift people up if they're down, and and I just I love that about this team. Um, but I I had such an off week. I was terrible. It's like I forgot that I had a glove, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, for those that don't know, when you play softball, you you have a glove to catch the ball. So I was playing first base. No glove, no love. <laughs> Well, see, it's not just softball. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm playing first base, and I've never played first base in a game before, right? So there's somebody up to bat, and she's she's a lefty, and I'm sitting there thinking there's two outs, ground ball's coming to me. I don't know why, I just thought, like, I think this is going to happen, you know? I haven't had a one ball hit to me yet. I've been faking that I know what I'm doing at first base long enough, and then, boom, here comes this ball. And I don't know if at the last second it, like, jumped in a weird way, but I... It, like it kind of went above my head a little, so I just lifted up my hand and grabbed it with my hand. Well, that makes it sound like I made the play. It hit my hand and then went straight up into the air. And I don't know what the, I don't I don't know what I was thinking. Who grabs? Like she hit a ball at me, and I just grabbed it with my hand. So now I have this weird purple pattern um, on my hand, and it's sore and it hurts and it's obnoxious. Um, but then later the next game, I did the same thing. Mm. So but did you win? That first game, we did win. We did not win the second game, but somewhere, I forget what, I think in the first game, too, I'll just to say this, it is very difficult to strike out in softball. Like, the ball's coming very slow, you know, it's not, it's not like they're going to throw it past you really fast, uh, and so it's very difficult to strike out swinging. I think I maybe have done this, and I think I've been playing softball like 15, 16 years, and I've struck out once swinging. And I did it again over the weekend, and it was slightly embarrassing. But then this new guy to the team, he struck out after me, and I was like, hey, nobody's going to remember this. Not true. Not true. Um, so my team does this fun thing at the, end of the, at the end of the games where whoever was the best, whoever made like this, you know, what they call ESPN moment plays, um, you got this huge gold chain with this big medallion that's like, I'm a champion. And you get that as, a, as an, an award for, to carry with you for the week. But then there's like this itty bitty trophy that's like a little star and I'm the happy little baseball man. And that's for the person who, who did like the dumbest thing. And I got that award. So, you know, it was kind of, it was fun. Um, but hey. you get a lottery ticket with it. So, but like me <coughs> at that game, the lottery ticket was a loser. But it's just, it's a great time. It's fun. I mean, the softball leagues are, are designed for people to just go out and have a good time. Even if you go and you're sitting there watching the concession stands are open and you have a good time. All, all good fun. Well, good, 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 good. Glad you got you got to play and made an, won an award. That's always nice. I did. People yeah, I love just, trophies I like, and acknowledgement. I'm super. I'm quiet when I go to these games because um, I make decisions all week long. Like I go to I go to these games. I want nothing to do with management, right? I just I'm like, tell me where to stand, and I'll do the best that I can. Um, you know, so I'm I'm normally a very competitive person, but when when I go to that, I kind of step away from all that, and I'm just competitive within myself. So you know, I hope I do better next time. But they didn't seem to mind. They're all good. They're they're great guys. It's, it's a great team. But so speaking of, we're talking about softball. Yes. We're going to pivot. Pivot? To baseball. Yes. In a way. So recently, what was, what's the day? Recently a show on Broadway closed. Yes. Um, February 5th, I believe, was the last uh, staging of Take Me Out on Broadway. Uh, it is a baseball show, play, um, with... I have notes here. Hold on. Starring Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family and Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy fame. Yeah. And uh, so uh, it, it's a it's a play originally from 2002. Uh, was revived uh, in 2022 uh, about a best baseball player who comes out as gay uh, and his relationship with the team. Most of it takes place in a locker room. 
and that means that there are scenes in the shower. Um, there is full frontal nudity. Uh, there's a lot of it. Six or seven guys who are just. <laughs> there's a lot of full frontal nudity, and that's just from one person. Yeah, that, I mean, they're just, uh, uh, you know, to to quote someone who was in one of our audiences. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna laugh through that one. <laughs> uh, just a just a public service announcement. If you're if you're watching a stage show, a live performance. Don't hoot and holler till the till it's time to applaud. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like I mean you could correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we've been to a lot of theater shows. Yeah. You've been and I've been. We are gay. <clears throat> there are well, you know, it's it's I want to keep my card. I have to go. <laughs> so there are if, if if they want you to yell something to them, they'll ask you, mm. right? I mean, like you've seen Rent. I blame Rent. Rent was like the first where it was like moo with me and everybody's like Mer. But if they don't ask you to moo, don't moo. Keep your moos to yourself. And it's not like he took his clothes off and was shaking his thing there saying, come on, everybody, whistle at me. I mean, it may that may have been the subtext, but he didn't I, say it out loud. I, uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> what an amazing performance. Can, can, before, we, before we get, you know. Into the weeds. To, yeah, before we get too lost in, in, in talking about this one scene where where, mm -hmm. everybody, where everybody on stage was naked. So let's just talk about the, the plot of this show, yes. basically, is that, and what's interesting, what I learned today, is that it's all, it's not a true story. No. But it's based, but the characters are based on, on actual real, players, on actual players. But not, yes, the main character, uh, who is Darren Lemming, is based off of Derek Jeter, whom... Who is not gay. He's not gay. Yes. I'll let you, I'm sorry, because I, I stepped all over your explanation, no, no, and I was okay. like, hey, it's Derek Jeter. <laughs> it's not a trivia question, and Jeremy. I'm, I'm looking at you like, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just thought it was funny we paused after he's not gay, as if to take a moment of silence in mourning, or in, like, let it sink in. You know what? I'll get a few more drag shows in front of his eyes, and he'll turn right around. You know, we, we shouldn't joke about that. <laughs> You know, somebody, somebody on this ridiculous Gays Against Groomers website is going Ugh. to take clips of us making jokes about this and say, see, it's true. Uh, That's how they talk. I don't want to get, again, into the weeds with this, but um, uh, Jon Stewart showed the problem with Jon Stewart uh, on Apple Plus. He does that thing on each episode where he takes clips and he pieces them together to make like a little rap. Um, that's what groomers, gays against groomers will do with us. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to piece together <laughs> words and make a grooming rap about us. We're, we're, we're giving ourselves a lot of credit that they're oh. going to listen. <laughs> Are you out there? Can you hear us? <laughs> if you can, you suck. <laughs> I mean, I just think that. I'm sorry. I have to speak my mind when it comes to that. And somebody sent me an email the other day that's like, hey, you want to do a story on gays against groomers? And I'm like, um, yeah, if it's, if, they're, if it's about how awful it is. Anyway, so take me out. Take me out. Um, you you can you can correct the names as I as I don't say sure. them correctly. So it's it's about this character Darren Lemming, yeah. who is a superstar baseball player. Superstar, like the best. He's like yeah, he's like the Babe Ruth of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> ah, go <Hello>. on. 
I do find it highly entertaining that this is like we're talking about a Broadway play about baseball and like we're we're gay and we don't know a lot about sports ball. We just yeah. know a little bit about it and so that whole combination makes this hilarious to Let's me. Let's just say the baseball storyline is not why I wanted to see the show. <laughs> oh no, for sure. I'll tell you how we got to the show after we after we get through the plot. Yes. Eventually. Yes. We've got twenty minutes to get through the plot. So so Darren Lemming is a superstar baseball player mm-hmm. who just He's in a press conference and he just says that he's gay. Yeah, just comes out. It's no big deal. You know, I don't. I don't really. Rem- I don't think I remember how it, it's said or what he does. But yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, and I'm. It's kind of like whatever. Yeah, it's um, it's a very for those Marvel fans out there. It's kind of that Tony uh, Stark moment where he's just like, I am Iron Man. It's like no big whoop. I just happen to be the greatest man. <laughs> On the face of the earth, and I also am a homosexual. Listen to what this show is doing. This show is bridging sports mm-hmm. and comics. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, graphic novels. I don't. I don't know. No, how I'm g- to say. comics. There you graphic novels. Comics are t- the TV show to the graphic novels film. So a graphic novel is a long form picture book. <laughs> comics are episodic. Uh, and and now you can't see this because you know we're talking into microphones. But behind me, there's a shooting star that says, <laughs> "And the more, more you, you know." know. Um, so he comes out, and basically the show is about his team's reaction to that. Now yes. this the show was written in 2002. Yes, and so no baseball player at the time had was come out. No active player. No had active come player out. Yes. had come out. So this was all pure conjecture. Is that the word? Yeah, works for me. All right. Um, so. It's basically about about what ensues following that, and whether or not this king of king baseball players can can weather the storm of any fallout from that. Yeah. So what ends up happening is at, at first everybody's kind of fine with it. You know, there's the yeah. the the well, the ones who aren't fine with it aren't vocal about it right. at first. Until there's until it walks in a new pitcher for the team mm-hmm. who is Shane Mungit. Shane Mungit? Is that it? Played by, I'm mm, not going to get that right, <laughs> Michael Oberhoster? Yeah. Hoster? Very good. Um, and so he doesn't talk much, but the more that reporters try to get him to talk, he ends up saying, and I'm not going to repeat any of it because, you know, this is episode seven and I'd Vulgarity. like to get to ten. But it Inappropriate, is... discriminatory verbiage. Something... Um, also, he is... Um, he's not very bright. Um, he, if I recall correctly, because uh, we saw the show back in December, he was raised in an orphanage. Um, he is not very bright, not very intelligent. Um, kind of a very country. Um, he's a stereotypical Southern yes. boy. Yes. Not sports, sports un- un- uneducated. Very um, uneducated. And, and so he has only been around people like him. And so anyone who's not like him that that is on this um, extremely diverse <laughs> baseball team, yes. he basically insults everybody. We didn't mention everybody. this also. Um, Darren Lemming is a uh, mixed race actor yes. uh, in both shows, in the 2002 and in yeah. the two, two 2022 revival. They're played by uh, mixed race actors. And there, and there's um, there's an Asian there's an, uh, an player. Asian baseball player who is played by um, I don't I don't think I'm gonna get his last name right I don't I don't we should just rename this to we're never gonna get the last name right it's a podcast um, Julian Kihi 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 Sihi Sihi 
C I H I. Yeah, that's Sci-hi? what it is. Sci-hi? Okay, um, but he plays um, Takeshi Kawabata, and he is actually so so Julian is famous because he's on the first season of Oh, Murder Only Murders, Only Murders in, the in the Building. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw that and I was like, I watched Only Murders in the Building first season. He's the guy who dies in the first episode. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert in the first episode of the very of the first <laughs> season, this guy dies. It's him. But yeah. I mean, he comes back in in and, and I was like, "Oh, that guy's hot." So when I found out he was in the show, I was like, "Oh, because yes. you know everybody knows what he is the, also naked on stage. Yes. Um, so let's uh, just say I think Jesse Tyler Ferguson is the only one I'm looking at the cast who doesn't get naked on the stage. Yes, but I have something to say about that too. Ah, uh, but I just want to get through this part. So this, so the, in in a, in a interview, this this picture, this character, this southern um, stereotypical southern kind of character. Uh, says these terrible things about races, about LGBTQ people, and that is like a bombshell, and that that changes the entire trajectory of the show. Yes, and and things start unraveling and spiraling. Um, there's death. There's all kinds of, of craziness, and um, really no like no winners in this story uh, at the end of it, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Well, except maybe one. Yeah. And that's the guy. That's Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Tyler Ferguson. Why don't we talk about what, who he is in there? Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson plays an accountant who is assigned to help uh, Darren Lemming with his accounting. Yeah. And so... Not interested in baseball at all. Knows nothing about baseball. Nothing about it. And through uh, getting to know Darren, learns an appreciation for the sport. Yes. And he almost... In the first act, there's this big speech that he gives. I think it's the first act where he he talks about about this love that he has now developed for baseball, which is fascinating to me. Um, part of the reason we went to see this show is because I have a love of baseball, but he he doesn't come from the sports world. He doesn't come from that. So he he's a he plays a gay man who is who is introduced to this, but looks at it in a very analytical way as he is an accountant and gives this speech about how baseball is this perfect metaphor for this for an idealistic democracy. And I find it fascinating, you know, because as he talks about it, it sounds kind of silly, but there is a a certain reality to it and that there's this equity to the idea that that everybody has the same chance in in this sport. It's not the case in in other sports because you could you could uh, like in in football you could have the you could have the football for longer than the other team can. But in baseball, there are nine innings, three outs per inning, the same amount of people on the field, uh, and it's it's a slow process uh, to to get through the game, which actually they changed the rule in baseball this season, and now it's not like all the time in the world that you want. You, but you get like 15 seconds between pitches unless there's a runner on base. You get 30 seconds. I know that may not be... <laughs> Much as some people are, Jeremy's looking at me like, "Why do you know this?" Um, but anyway, um, it just it 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 painted this picture of how of how the world could be if everybody had an equal chance to succeed. And I thought that was really interesting. That was Beautiful. probably my favorite part of the show. Honestly, you want to talk about my favorite part I, of the I, show? I, you know, <laughs> we can't we can't get to it, and I don't want to spend too long on this. But I'm just kidding. That was, that was my attempt at a horrible joke. Horrible, bad I pun. I just want to say, 
um, I don't watch Grey's Anatomy. However, I developed a love. <laughs> but you watched Jesse Williams' Anatomy. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> uh, I developed a love of Jesse Williams uh, from a video game. Um, there's a video game called, it's another one of those kind of choose your own adventures called Detroit Becoming Human. Um, but instead of being horror themed, it's sci-fi themed. And that's uh, in the not too distant future, there's androids, but the androids are um, basically built to be our slaves, to do all of our day-to-day -day activities. And they do our house cleaning and our cooking and pick up our dry cleaning. And they develop uh, an, uh, an intelligence and tr become, want to become um, a freed race. It's a really fascinating story, but he plays the main, um, the main android. So you play him as most of the game, uh, throughout most of the game. So when I found out he was in this show, as I, holy shit, it's that guy from the video game. And then I found out what he does in the show. And I was like, we have got to see it. I remember, because uh, we did our, our watermark retreat in New York City. <clears throat> and you were like, oh, we got to do a Broadway show. And I remember being very adamant that we must see this show. <laughs> if we're going all the way to New York, we must see this show. Yeah, and I ultimately, there it, it was a decision between this show and A Strange Loop. Yes, which right? you also ended up seeing while you were up there. Yeah, and, and, and we wanted to see one of these two shows uh, because they're both, they're groundbreaking in their own right. Yeah, and right? they both deal with uh, the LGBTQ community. Right, and so so we wanted to see that. So I took a vote with everybody to see, you know, I didn't want to tell everybody, well, Jeremy wants to see Jesse Williams <laughs> naked, so we're all going to go see Take Me Out. Um, but I also didn't want to force my love of baseball on everybody. So I, 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 I probably asked people this question in a manner in which they would say they didn't care. You know, like, do you want to see a strange loop? Or do you want to see Take Me Out? You know, and so it, the way that all the voting went down, we ended up going to see Take Me Out, which yeah. I, I'm just, I'm so glad that we did. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you, when you see a show that's got so many famous people in it. Uh, or people yeah. that you recognize from other shows. And I'll say, like, everyone in the cast is someone that I recognized. Now, um, uh, the, the, the older baseball player, like the baseball genius mentor to the superstar, um, his name is Kippy in the show, um, played by Bill Heck. When we saw it, I don't think that he was the original in this, in this revival. No, because they had taken a, they wrapped it in June, I believe. And then they came back in October and did it for another four or five Because months. they won some Tonys. Yeah, yeah. They, won a, <laughs> they actually uh, won two of the same Tonys that the original one in 2002, Best Play and Best, um, uh, best Actor. Uh, for Jesse Tyler Ferguson one, and then Dennis O'Hare yeah, for the same it, character. For the same character, but he, but but multiple people from the show were nominated <clears throat> in yes. that category. Just Jesse as it was. Williams was nominated. Yeah, somebody else was too. Um, yeah, the guy who plays Shane, the racist, was nominated. Oh, okay, Shane the racist. Michael Obernholzer. But you know, um, so so Bill Heck, he he used to be in um, a show I used to watch called Bluff City Law. I yeah. think that might have been on NBC, but I want to say CBS because that's where everything is that I watch. But Jimmy Smith was in it, and the and the girl. This is where we don't know the names. So the girl who is married to the to, to the girl from SNL that's in Home Economics. I don't watch Home Economics. I, we went over this last week, didn't we? I know. You should watch it. It's good. Mm. It's on my saying. list. So um, anyway, he was in he was in Bluff City Laws. Michael. 
Michael, we'll just call him Michael for now. The guy who plays Shane, the the Ober southern Holzer. the southern racist. He was in the Good Fight, and oh. he uh, he played a cop in the Good Fight and a cop in Blue Bloods. Oh. Um, uh, if anybody uh, saw it before uh, it closed in June, Kippy was played by Patrick Adams, who was in Suits. Oh, I don't I, know if you watch Suits. Oh. I did want to say, you mentioned that the only person who doesn't get naked um, in Jesse Tyler is Ferguson. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Mitch from Modern Family, for those who watch Modern Family. Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell. You said Mitch. I was like, yeah. oh, Mitch and Cam. You, Mitch and Cam. I'm on That's what you call basis. him. That's what you call him when he comes over for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Back when that show was on, um, I had a couple of friends who would tell me that I look like the offspring of Mitch and Cam. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Those Aww. are my dads. Your dads are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, your sister is a bitch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> TV sister. TV sister. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met Lilia. Apologies <laughs> to your actual sister. If, uh, if you're on your drive, they're on their drive down right now. Listen to this, and she's like, "Fuck that guy." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes, you were talking about yeah, Jesse was, Tyler Ferguson. You... I've, I've seen his penis. Oh. And it's not from his OnlyFans page. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought does, maybe does it was one? when you lived in New York. It was. Uh, I used to live in New York, and I used to get um, tickets to see a lot of different shows. Um, sadly, I was kind of dumb at the time and an alcoholic, and all I wanted to do was go to the bar, so I missed. Like, I had an opportunity to see James Cameron Mitchell in the original in, like inception of um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Mm. I got offered tickets every day to go, and every day I said, I don't like punk rock music. And when I finally saw the show, I was so annoyed. Uh, but I did get to see James Cameron Mitchell sing uh, the songs from it recently, and it was beautiful. He also made a virtual appearance at your wedding. He sure did. He sure did. Oh, that cameo. It'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll make you feel like you're friends with all kinds of celebrities. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, there was a show off-Broadway called The Most Fabulous Story Ever Told. And, and it's the story of Adam and Steve and Jane and Mabel. And um, Leo Who did Delaire, he play? He, well, he, well, he wasn't Jane or Mabel. He was, <laughs> he was, I think he was Adam. Who was his Steve? Do you remember, was anybody I don't, famous? I don't remember. Oh. I don't know. It took a long... I had to, to to look it up because I'm like... I kept saying, like, I think Is that was Steve him. a young Morgan Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's, like, this scene when, you know, when they when they first come into the garden and they're completely naked. And um, there's this scene in there, too, where Leah Delaria gives birth. <laughs> Sorry. I just snorted because it's the memories. It's hilarious. Um, but she... It's just topless and wailing around and things flopping and all kinds of stuff happening. Oh, been there. <laughs> Every time I roll out of bed. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, I know we're running behind, but do you want to, so do you want to hit news or do you want to hit Velma? You know what? Let's let's table Velma. Okay. She'll always be there because there's a, there's a lot going on in the news. <laughs> there sure is. Good God, there is. Um, for those who live in Florida and who are listening to us live, tomorrow, the Florida legislative 2023 legislative session officially kicks off. So, um, we have, uh, a lot. So, of hide, hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your husbands. <laughs> oh, they're coming for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, there are, uh, and we printed them out. There are at least... Because uh, there was, I, I think I re there was like 800 bills that are being submitted uh, to the legislature this year. 
Um, but we're looking at particularly uh, seven of them uh, in front of us that are specifically designed <clears throat> to attack um, the LGBTQ community, mostly the trans community. So uh, just uh, running through a couple of them right now, um, I'm going to read the House bills in there. Each one of them has a companion bill in the Senate. We've got uh, House Bill 1421, uh, which is called the Gender Clinical Interventions Bill. Uh, the, 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 the Senate bill, the companion bill, two, uh, 254, Treatments of Sex Reassignment. I feel like it wasn't very fair, <laughs> it wasn't very fair when dishing out the assignments for this podcast to give you the very wordy thing towards the end after you've had a couple of glasses <laughs> of wine. But oh, that's the, that's the fun part. This is fun for Let me. Let me try to get this out. Okay, so basically this bill would prevent uh, any, any gender-affirming care uh, for transgender youth under the age of 18, uh, it won't allow them to change their gender or their sex markers on their birth certificate. Uh, it won't. Uh, it will allow hospitals to deny service to adult trans people for gender affirming care. So if you're over 18, if the hospital has a problem, uh, either morally or religiously, they could deny you service. Uh, they can block your health insurance from covering gender affirming care. Um, and it would allow patients to sue their doctors with a statute of limitations of 30 years if any time during that process you decided that you did not want to receive that gender-affirming care. You would be able to turn around and sue your doctors. Now, the point of that is to deter doctors from doing care because they're like, well, over the next 30 years, I can be sued by anybody who decides, oh, I didn't really want that. This doctor did, gave me um, puberty blockers or they... Uh, performed a procedure on me, and then you could turn around and legally sue them. So uh, those are that's one of the bills that uh, that are coming, uh, filed by Representative Randy Fine, who is out of Brevard County. And for anybody who is familiar with him, um, he is the one who has made it his uh, mission to destroy uh, drag queen story hours. Uh, for some reason, that really puts a Puts a stick up his ass. Uh, he hates drag queen story hours. Is it because of, of drag queens, or he just doesn't want kids to be read to because he doesn't want them to be educated? He doesn't like educated children, apparently. He's also the one who um, made the false claim that a school in Brevard County um, had a student who was assaulted, a, a female student was assaulted by a trans female in the female's bathroom. Uh, went at the police station and the school was asked about it. They're like, we have no idea what they, he's talking about. No one has reported anything. He just, out of the blue, posted up, oh, yeah, I'm hearing things. Um, so I think he should get those voices in his head checked out. And uh, But, yeah, he just basically doesn't give a fuck about LGBTQ people. I'm glad that you, that you brought that up because I feel like during this conversation, we're going to talk about a lot of things that, that people are saying um, but they're, it's all made up crap. Yeah, yeah. There's, there, there's no facts to back up what they're saying. And n most of these laws or these bills that are being proposed are being proposed with the assumption that we're preventing something that might possibly happen. There is no uh, examples for them to point to to say, oh, this is why we're su supporting this bill or we're, su we're submitting this bill because this happened in this school or this happened. There's nothing that has happened that is would even warrant this amount of uh, this amount of uh, regulation. Um, Randy Fine also submitted protection of children uh, bill as well. These were both submitted on Friday, um, which would essentially ban um, or or punish 
facilities that uh, host drag shows. Now, what's funny is the bill, um, as it is written, says uh, that it would allow the Department of Business and Professional Regulation to find, suspend, or revoke the license of any public lodging establishment or public food service establishment that admits children to adult live performance. Its definition of adult live performance is any show, exhibition, or other presentation in front of a live audience, which in whole or in part depicts the simula depicts or simulates nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, specific sexual activities, lewd conduct, or the lewd exposure of prosthetic or imitation genitals or breasts. Now, the word drag does not appear in that bill. However, after he posted it, Randy Fine posted to Facebook, HB 1423, which is this bill, will protect our children by ending the gateway propaganda to this evil drag queen story time. So right there, because um, a lot of the pushback with the don't say gay and trans bill um, was, well, it doesn't say gay or trans in it. It doesn't matter if it doesn't say it in it, because right there he posted on Facebook, he doesn't give a fuck about adult entertainment. He gives a fuck about drag queens. Yeah. He specifically is attacking drag queens with this. I mean... <sighs> It's so, it's so obnoxious. So so we're going to destroy Drag Queen Story Hour. I mean, I think that there's not a lot of arguments that people would make that says, hey, if there's a drag show at 1 a.m. At a, at a bar, that maybe you don't need to bring your six-year-old to that. I, yeah. don't think, I don't think there's a lot. Of, I don't even think you probably can't bring a six-year-old no, to a bar. No, that's the point. There's already laws that prevent you from bringing your six-year-old into an, a bar at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, so my question then is what drag queen story hour does, does a drag queen whip their prosthetic tits out? Yeah. Like, what story are they reading that requires that that happens? And where does this happen? And where's the, what's the exact... Unless they're reading and demonstrating everybody poops, there is no nudity <laughs> oh at Drag Queen Story Hour. I mean, I know this is a serious <laughs> topic, but if there is going to be an adult version of Drag Queen Story Hour where someone does read everybody poops I, in the adult I'm audience... I'm letting you know right now, um, it's going to have to be 18+. plus. I will buy a ticket to that show. <laughs> I want to tell you, I think I've seen something like that. I won't get too into the weeds <laughs> with it, but man, it was a weird show. So in New York, there's this bar called The Cock. Um, there's a sister bar called The Hole, which is hilarious to me anyway. Um, and one in one drunken night, we were heading there, and, and we were in this cab. And this is back before you, know, you had um, the internets. Right, you, you <laughs> back before the World Wide Webs were a thing. I mean, it was, it was like it wasn't very prominent. Like we're talking 1999, 2000. Um, I mean, the internet existed, but it's not. You didn't have it in your phone. You had these flip phones where oh. you could text, but that was about it. So I, I don't even think we had text in 1999 because I went to, uh, I, I was in the service, went to Italy in 2001. That was the first phone I ever had that had text, and I remember calling my parents. I mean, like, you're not going to believe what these phones do over here. <laughs> so so we're, we're in this cab, and the, I, I told, I didn't know the address of the place, so I just told the <laughs> cab driver to take me to the cock. Take me and, to the cock, it's next to the and, hole. And he starts, like, kind of laughing. So I call 411, and I was like, hey, can I get the address to the cock? And, and the person on the other end kind of giggled, which was funny to me. And then, and then they're like, I'm not seeing this. I'm like, you, know, you, you can't see the cock? <laughs> and I just kept going and going. And I was like, how about the hole? Can you find the hole? 
I thought it was hilarious. So when uh, we when we got the address and hung up, I called back to do it with somebody else, and I was like, I'm looking for the cock. Click, hung up. Oh, it was hilarious. So anyway, we get there, and there's this like, <laughs> there's this there's this baby pin. And there's an adult dressed up like a baby oh. in there. And then there's like a man in a suit reading a newspaper who every once in a while like like hits the hits this man baby with the newspaper. And then it got weird. That's then it I'm got weird. Say. Then it got weird. There was something about the the you know, a diaper. And in an accident. Yeah. And yeah <laughs> it was just. The experimental theater of New York 1999. Oh, well, that was. You could not call that theater. I'm sorry. So, anyway, when you say, you know, this story, that, that's exactly where my brain went. I think I've seen that. But let's just talk about the reality of it. Yeah. It's just not happening. No. It's, it's, it's absurd. And, and that people believe that in this, in this stupid insanity and in this ridiculous. Like a, attack on on drag queens, like you've got to be kidding me! It is as there is. I get you watch Mrs. Doubtfire. So in Mrs. So is Mrs. Doubtfire banned now? Is it going to be banned? You can't watch because there's that scene where you know he's running in his apartment and he's got like the suit on, but it's no clothes on. Let's see, what did he call it? Um, where did my um. It, yeah, it exposed prosthetic or imitation breasts. Sorry, Robin Williams. Your movie does not get shown. It, it's just absurd. Anybody who has taken their children, do you think? I mean, in what world does a parent take their kid to a drag queen story hour and there's like simulated sex in the drag queen story hour and parents sit back and say, oh, right on, kiddo, you're learning all kinds of... I, you gotta learn it somewhere. It's insanity to think that LGBTQ yeah. parents or, or, or allied parents who take their kids to these shows would put up with that. So this idea that it's happening is, like, prove it. Tell me where it's yeah. happening. Give me an example. The problem with shit like this is nobody can give you examples. They give you all these hypotheticals of this is gonna happen or this will happen or this will happen, but nobody can point to examples where it did happen. Yeah, and I was reading a, 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 a prominent member of our uh, local LGBTQ community posted <laughs> on Facebook a, a, a meme that, that's going around that's like, drag is not a crime. Yeah. And yeah, I was reading that. some of the comments, which I understand is my fault. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what they say, right? Uh, don't read the comments. But people were like, it says, yeah, it's not a crime, but it shouldn't be in elementary schools. And that just, I don't understand what that even means. Yeah. I don't have kids, so please tell me what, like, where is this, inter not, okay, I want to say, like, if there is drag at an elementary school, there is not a damn thing wrong with that, because I'm pretty sure that it's pretty damn PG, and, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but where is this happening? It's not. It's, that's the problem. It's not, and they've, the, the conservatives, uh, particularly, um, conservative religious people, uh, groups, I won't say individual people, but, but religious conservative groups have consistently tried to make LGBTQ people or a portion of the LGBTQ community the boogeyman when it comes to uh, election years. Uh, George Bush did it in 2004 with gay, ma gay marriage. We were all, you know, once we let um, Adam and Eve, or Adam and Steve and Eve and Mary marry, 
you were going to marry your snakes, and you were going to marry four children, and you were going to marry anybody, and anybody was going to be able to marry anywhere. That, and prior to that, you couldn't serve in the military because we were going to too busy sucking dick in the back that we weren't going to be able to mobilize. And before that, we couldn't teach your kids. We've always been the boogeyman for the conservative Christians because they cannot win elections on their policy. So they have to win it on fear. 100%. I agree with that. Although I do believe I heard a story about the military. You know what? We were not mobilizing at the time. What we did in our personal time in the bathroom at Booby's Bar yeah. in Aviano, Italy, was her own business. You know, and I do want to say this, too. Um, and, it, again, anyone can correct me if I'm wrong on this. And please do email uh, WWN at watermarkonline.com if you've got some special insight into how um, giving gender-affirming care to kids is harmful uh, to them in the long run. And I just yeah. – I just every argument that I've heard about it is stupid um, – you know, I'm sorry, it's a stupid argument. I won't say that you're necessarily a stupid person if you said it. I just think it's a stupid argument yeah. because everything's reversible. You know, and I stopped listening to Bill Maher because he made this ridiculous comment on him a show one day where, it's, where he, he talked about, um, well, they're cutting the penises off of eight-year-olds. Who the hell's doing yeah. that? Yeah. Who, who yeah. did that? I'm, I'm curious to know um, if you've got any facts to back that up. And if you don't, all you're doing is feeding into this BS propaganda that pisses me off to no end. Yeah. So the real child abuse is not allowing kids to be themselves, to explore who they are, to, you know, it, I don't know. I get, yeah. I get very There's, angry There's um, Just real quick, there are uh, some other bills, many, many other bills. They are looking to expand... Uh, don't say gay or trans, um, to include up to the eighth grade. <clears throat> so um, right now it is just up to the third grade. Um, this bill would expand it up to... Um, uh, it would also... Um, part of the bill that we read er earlier would also allow the state to take the children from the parents if they tried to obtain them uh, gender-affirming care, uh, calling it a form of child abuse and allowing the state to take the child. B blood boiling. It's just, it's so stupid. Yeah. You know, and, and I think nationwide, you know, I, I would hope that nationwide there's the, this would not become a problem. But we live in Florida, you know, yeah. and, and, and there's no, there's no stop, there's, there's no help there. Uh, you know, as as cool as Anna Eskamani is, and as much as I love her, um, there's she doesn't have all the support. You know, of yeah. the, of of, of yeah. The, of In the November, world. when we um, when most of the country uh, squashed down this the the supposed quote unquote red wave that was going to come through, uh, Florida had that red wave come through. They we yeah, and, overwhelmingly went with conservatives. And all it did was tell them that that crap that they put through with the don't say gay and trans bill, all it meant was you should expand that, which mm -hmm. is exactly what they're doing by making it go up to eighth grade. So you're telling me that 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 saying gay to an eighth grader is bad. Yeah, yeah. And I know, at least for me, I'm sure for you, and I'm sure for a lot of people in the community. Um, we knew well before we were in the eighth grade. Well before. Well before. And I'm telling you right now, if I had a teacher when I was in the eighth grade who told me it was okay to be gay, I would have been a lot better off than having to stay in the closet. Yeah. So and it would probably Randy Fine can go fuck himself. Exactly. You know, it would it would it would definitely I mean it would definitely curb suicide or suicidal yeah. thoughts. Uh, I had a teacher tell me it was okay to be gay. And it changed who I was completely.
Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? I was already gay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear a teacher say. You're not say, changing like, the kids. Oh my God, You're this, just letting them know it's okay to be themselves. This teacher said it's okay um, to be gay. Well, let me break up with my girlfriend and be gay. It's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's not just, logical. Just keep an eye out because now that the legislative session is starting up and these bills are going to start moving through committees, um, there's going to be a lot of information coming out uh, for ways that you can uh, you can uh, protest. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of um, um, uh marching in the streets, hopefully. Um, I would hate to think that the community is just going to roll over for this. Um, but also, find out who the fuck represents you in your district and let them know that if you support this, you will not be reelected. And follow through on that. Fucking vote. Yeah. Because if you do don't that. vote, it's an empty threat. I feel like the, there's, more, there's more registered Democrats out there than, than registered Republicans if we would just all vote. Yeah. If we still can. If they haven't taken that away from us yet. And even if they do, we will be coming to you from an undisclosed bunker. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we talked about some pretty heavy stuff there towards the end. I wish that we had this. Oh, my God, we could tell that SNL joke. Do I have time for this? Where they said that they were rewriting the 007 um, novels because oh, they were they rewriting were, Octopussy. No, they were rewriting the 007 to get rid of words. That, and they said that they're, um, they're changing pussy galore. To Cooters of Plenty. That is true. And yes. that cracks me up. I love SNL. So, anyway, I really appreciate y'all listening. If you've got anything you want to say, if you agree with us, disagree with us, have any corrections, anything you want to talk about, email us at wwn at watermarkonline.com. Yep. And until then, the cork is back in the bottle. <laughs>